You're listening to the Mind Your Own Dog Business Podcast. I'm your host, leading expert in dog business strategist, Kristen Lee. Guys, get ready for your journey, your journey to cutting edge marketing and sales, creating a standout kick-ass dog business brand, along with mastering your mindset that's going to smash all of these glass ceilings that have been holding you back and catapult your dog business to the next level with actionable steps you can take right away. We're going to empower you. We're going to grow you as you step into your authentic self, not only as a dog trainer, dog walker, or whatever slice of the pet industry you find yourself in, but as that badass entrepreneur. My mission is to disrupt the current norm, cut through the noise, cut through the bullshit, and empower the incredible women of the dog business industry to step into the spotlight, reclaim control, and transform not only their businesses, but their lives. It's real. It's raw, it's uncensored, and it's what this dog business industry needs. Let's do this, guys. One thing that I actually really love that we're doing, Maggie, especially at Grassroots now, is we start everybody out with sales. No getting away with it. You start those motherfuckers right away because you know what happens? When we get to sales and the level of sales that Grassroots teaches and the way our training is, it's a, it's a consultative process. So naturally, what happens if we push it back a little bit, people get this whole story in their head about sales. And you can go listen to the podcast with Emily, a million dollar sales part two about sales being quote unquote, unethical and whatever bullshit. However, however, what it allows us to do, it's not only just for people to make money, we as coaches can see where there is some misalignment with your program design, the way boundaries are set and everything like that. So what we wanted to talk about today is how sales allows you to see your boundaries and how it develops that really strategic coaching relationship with the dog owner. And it doesn't matter if you're a dog trainer, if you're a dog walker, pet sitter, or whatever, it allows you to set and establish authority and boundaries. So Maggie, here you go. Here's the floor. Here's your soapbox. Here's my hands. Hey girl. Hey girl. Hey. Hey. Boys and girls. Boys and girls. Yeah. Boundaries start with sales. Your coaching process with clients start with sales. Uh, Expectations start with sales. Everything that you set in your sales process develops from you know the the point of starting that relationship with that client and on. Mm -hmm. Um, So the sales process really is, and especially we've been talking a lot lately about this new emerging market. um, The sales process is even more fundamentally important to the purchasers in today's market, like the the pet parents themselves, they want to have a close relationship with you as a service provider. They want to know that they're being heard um, and valued and all of those things. When we are scaling a business or working towards, you know, helping you find better quality clients, whatever the case is, being able to directly get in contact with people from the, you know, from the very first point of contact allows you to figure out, are they a good fit? Do you want to help them? Do they want to be helped by you? Right. Very quickly out of the gate that allows you to actually find the right people. When people avoid getting on the phone 
and finding higher level clients or they're avoiding in general, it's like, that's the first step to sabotage. And that's why, you know, uh, Kristen and I have been so glad uh, recently, all of our new students are start, like she said, started off in sales, because again, it, it's such a huge reflection on how you're doing business in every other level in your business. What we find is in with the sales process is what kind of programs you've also have designed and the pricing behind those programs too. Because a lot of, a lot of you guys, it's like that have been doing this a while. What will happen is you're so used to overgiving in your programs that you try to build into your marketing more passive ways of not having to handle people and not having to deal with people and more and more and more pipelines and, and jumps for them to, or hoops for them to jump through rather than you short-circuiting that, getting right in touch with them directly right out of the gate. Sometimes it terrifies those of you guys that are used to being burned out by clients. Mm -hmm. And so I'm kind of going off on a little bit of a tangent, but like you've seen that too, I know, Kristen, with people. So sales is such an important key piece of your business and and being able to also provide service to the emerging pet parent um, that there's no way there's no way around it. Like some of you guys might try to get away with not doing direct sales for a while, but the reality is you're just going to continue struggling your, in your business the longer you avoid it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I see that a lot. It's like, and Emily and I literally did an over an hour of this conversation about how if you're avoiding sales, you're avoiding some kind of emotion in yourself. And if you are thinking direct selling a client is unethical, you got to check yourself because that's your own fucking projection of something that you're promising you're not. But that's, people can go listen to that other podcast. You got to listen to it. It's a fucking great podcast. Um, But what I see, and this this is such a fucking huge, huge, huge red flag for both Maggie and me is if we get somebody in and we do checking calls with our clients, we do laser focused checking calls. Hey, where you're at? What are you doing? What can we do? And if we hear the thing of, I don't want to sell because I can't handle more clients for that reason alone, that tells us we have a program or service design issue deep at hand. It's not a marketing issue. It's not a sales issue. It might be a program design issue, the way you structure your pricing, the way you have your clients laid out. And we just had a conversation with a huge, a huge guy. And hi, by the way, we're shouting you out. Hey, dude. Hey. But the thing is, he didn't need more marketing because he did all the good stuff of marketing. But the problem was the program structure within his business and the pricing. So it's like, if you are struggling, if you have this reservation of where you're making your clients jump through hoops, going through lead pages, bounce pages, squeeze pages, and then going through an automated marketing process and outsourcing somebody, I want to encourage everybody to deep down look at their per, their program design too as well. Yeah. Program and, design and, and sales. Like those and boundaries. Two are so linked together. Well, and and with this uh with this dude you're talking about, I that was my n- number one recommendation after looking at a lot of the information was, Mm -hmm. dude, we need to do this, this, and this. And as soon as those pieces are in place and working, then we need to hire a salesperson. It's like your problem for him specifically, a dedicated salesperson, somebody to be on the phone, to be making contact with, Mm -hmm. you know, people that you've got uh, guerrilla marketing with, whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. Some of you guys, it's again, that's where new business, that's where the businesses are are getting the future of high level dog businesses. 
Yeah. Well, also too, I, I really want to go back to the original point and the, the title of this podcast is that sales are the ultimate boundary setting that you need to check yourself when you get into a new relationship. Because we've, I, I hear it all the time. Maggie hears it all the time is that people get, they're so wrapped up and not having personal boundaries and the sales process, the consultative sales process allows you to establish that authority and conviction moving forward. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, if I see somebody who has boundary issues, because that's the thing, it's like a lot of people, like, if you ask any dog business owner, like, oh, I have boundary issues, I have boundary issues. And I go, okay, cool. So if somebody emails you for, for your service or a program or something like that, do you basically order, take, and then show up? For that, I see where the boundary starts to already get misaligned because with the sales process, now I'm not saying be a dick about boundaries. No, have your own, your own, your own boundary setting system. However, if you are feeling like you're over delivering constantly, people are always texting you, messaging you or whatever, even if your employees too, like your employees can, you know, not have boundaries, check your sales process, show up for your prospective clients, actually follow a guideline system to say, listen, Hey, no, yes, no, mm-hmm. have authority and start that mm-hmm. stuff. Shit. Right. You away. Know, I'd, I'd love to actually give you guys a couple of, of, uh, like, really common ways that this will show up for you. Yes. So for example, I will often, this is frequent. I will catch people saying things like, um, oh, well, you know, we can talk about this program or that program. I mean, whatever you're comfortable with is cool. Let's that kind of thing where it's like, you know what, after talking with you and we, you know, we've covered X, Y, and Z, the program you need is this one. And I really don't want to recommend anything else because, you know, based on this, this, and this. Those two, those are two totally different responses for the same scenario, right? One is, is not being rude. You're not being a dick, but you are leading with authority. You're saying, Mm -hmm. Hey, this is what it is. I need you to respect that. I'm giving you the information and the direction here. Are you going to follow my lead? If they're argumentative and shit, you don't want them as a client anyway. Um, versus the other way of doing it where you're like, oh, you're kind of more permissive or you're allowing them to make the decision on what they're going to do with you or what kind of service or whatever. Um, what you're also doing is setting the bar of saying, look, here's information. I know you're ready to, to take action. You should take action. There's no reason for you to not take action right now. If you're able to give them something that they can like go home and start to do same day, if they're not choosing that and they're going off with like, oh, maybe you're let me call you back, you're literally setting the tone that inaction is okay. Most of who we work with are educators. Most of you, it doesn't matter if you're just a dog walker or whatever, you have, uh, you have to educate those around you, whether they're just the dogs or the dogs and the people, right? If you're starting this client relationship, acknowledging that it's cool to not take action and not to apply new information in the job that you're being paid for, what's the point of taking their money? Mm -hmm. So having a good sales process, you know, being able to say, Hey, I need you to make a decision, being able to handle objections. When somebody says, well, I got to go talk to my partner or, you know, I don't know, let me go check my bank account or whatever. Mm -hmm. You need to be able to to stick with them until they still make a decision because that's still not a decision. Those are just objections. They're just telling you what they need help figuring out before they actually make the decision. So when you let them go off, you're literally not leading them to action. That's your job and ironically what they're trying to pay you to do. (laughs) So it's like you actually have to start your job from the moment people contact you. 
Yep. And that means being a good leader, being clear, helping people uh, know what their options are, bringing them to decision, which decision creates action, action creates results. We're all in the business of getting fucking results for people. Mm-hmm. I'm getting excited and spitting now. Well, here's the thing too. This is something grassroots hears a lot of is how much do your products cost? Can I buy it? And if you go to any of our websites, there is purposely, you cannot just show up and pay us money to come there. We I'm take not a product. You, I'm not a product. Yeah, results are in products. So the thing is too, is our own boundaries is you can't just show up and throw money at us because we, we don't want your money. I mean, as horrible, is that funny to say? Like, we want to know if you're an action taker. So if you go through our process, you're like, hey, I want to work with grassroots. So I'm going to go fill out this form, put in all the information, and then we get it. And we're like, fuck yeah, cool. And schedule something and you take action. And you're like, we show that you want action. Fuck yeah, let's do this. But we're going to hold you accountable to the things you want. Same thing. It's like, if you show, if you schedule a call with us and you know, show that's not action, you're going to have a consequence to that action. Just saying same shit. So just we're leading by example here. So just if you're doing, Hey, book a console with me, book a free meet and greet. You are ready, already fucked your boundaries. And I don't care if people get pissed off at me for saying this. Like I know so many dog walkers, dog trainers, pet sitters are like, well, I have to go do meet the person. And they spend three or four hours of their fucking time to go do a meet and greet and they don't hear shit or it's a bad relationship. So that's my mic drop moment of this. And it just pisses me off because boundaries are hard for a lot of people. Sometimes we have to do the inner work. I get that. It comes from other shit that's going on. But the first step you can be is creating a boundary of how they show up to you. And you know, I also want to throw these guys a lifeline too, because y'all okay. listening to this, well, because it's, it's true. And, and all of you guys that are listening to this, what the, the reality for you guys on a daily basis is that you are good at what you do and you've worked really hard and you've put in that, that sweat equity and that elbow grease, and you've done it by giving a lot of value. You just haven't charged for it. So like the whole boundaries and sales, you're at a point where you absolutely need to stop doing all of the things, right? That, that are like leading to your burnout or whatever, but you need to have a replacement system in there. But like kudos to getting to the point where you're at, where you have to recognize that boundaries are a total issue for you. Because Kristen's right. Like our clients are so at that point in their lives where they're sick of their own shit that they've been bringing to the table, <laughs> where like they've let client shit on their head, right? Mm-hmm. And they know it. And and it's like, they're just not willing to put up with it anymore. When those guys put into place the type of strategic sales that we're talking about, all of a sudden, it's like, you don't even have to feel defensive. You're not putting out a ton of energy trying to put out fires or whatever. You're just, or trying to like waiting for people to get back in contact with you. You're getting excited that you think you found a new client and only to hear back from them two days later that they're pulling out or whatever the case is. Um, The other thing too that I would say is if you're looking to establish really good boundaries that are actually going to work for you, one thing that I don't want you guys to miss is look for where you lack boundaries with others. Yeah. Because Kristen and I can tell you many stories about a client that struggle with boundaries that end up having a complete lack of boundaries with either one of us or both of us at the same time or whatever. Um, Many situations where we've seen that and then it's amazing how their idea of boundaries for others just completely disintegrates. Of course, 
So like, if you really do struggle with boundaries, it it's a two way street guys. Mm-hmm. That's fucking good. So guys and wrapping words, if you're struggling with boundaries, you feel like you're getting taken advantage of, check yourself before you rack yourself or just check your sales process. And yeah. there's, we have guys too. Also, we have more than enough resources for you guys to start making strategic changes in your sales process. So go out, check your boundaries, check yourself, see how you're projecting that shit onto others too. And yeah. And I say that with a lot of love because I don't think I've ever had a boundary issue though. I'm just a bitch sometimes. <laughs> I think it's easier for people to, to perceive you like that. Unless yeah. I'm like, you're, I'm a Kristen's hair bear. Yeah. Yeah. We call her mama Kristen. Like that's yeah. really behind the scenes. It's mama Kristen. <laughs> yeah. Like people are nicknames, but we'll stick to that one right now. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, dude, when it comes to business, it's like, but then like behind the scenes, I'm like, Oh, it's okay. There you go. Kitty. But yeah. Anyway, can I tell the funny story about the branding before we, about the branding and the person having a meltdown? I was like, okay, next <laughs> around branding. <laughs> oh wait, which one was that? Remind me. At Camp Unicorn. When I was going through branding code. Oh, yeah. So (laughs) I have this tendency, guys, as you guys know, I I come from a corporate background. I am a decently polished public speaker and presenter and keynoter. And ooh, exciting news about that, by the way. And I was first presenting our signature product, Grassroots Branding Code. It's the first thing in the industry that covers everything from branding, like at a deep level. And one of my first opening questions was to the grassroots crew, what, do you, what is your definition of branding? And I like to collect feedback, but I already have my research done, by the way. I don't go to free groups and collect feedback. That's just a hit. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Boom. But I was going through the process. And when I go through a strategic branding, you know, I like to know people on an emotional and a tangible and a logical level. And this is where I'm going back with my boundaries. And I tend not to get sucked into stories. And it was a person that had a meltdown. I love her. I do. I love you. If you're listening to this, I do love you, that person. We miss you too. And she started crying. And I'm like, okay. I'm like trying to get the facts from branding. And I'm just like, all right. And and just moved on. Everybody's like, dead silent. <laughs> and then we were like, damn, Kristen. The, the question was, it's like Kristen had all these slides ready to go. And which were amazing, by the way, the whole process that she, she takes people through is fucking incredible. And, but the opening question, that's just kind of like the opening slide is, you know, what is branding to you? And that's all it took for, for this person to just melt down and be in tears, be like, ah, my identity, you know, whatever. And Kristen is just like, I have more slides to get to. (laughs) (laughs) But I established that boundary. Well, there was a strategic reason why I did that because there is good information and knowing that one meltdown can cause multiple meltdowns. Yeah, yeah. You don't want everybody else to miss the information. Exactly. So that's why I was like, boom, close it down. And like- Which is good. I mean, you have to be able to do that in the room. Yeah. Exactly. And also too, one thing is like, if you know of grassroots- we're non-reactive when clients are having reactive conversations. So I feel like a lot of people kind of get like misconceptions of us being tough, where it's like we are very unemotional when it comes to 
really personal topics around money sometimes around sales. So that's why we say this with a lot of like straight faces. And like, it's also developed me personally, not Maggie as much, but it's developed a reputation with me that I'm like this mean person. And especially on the podcast, people are like, Oh my God, I'm afraid to call Kristen. I'm like, no, I'm actually a really fucking cool person. It's just my intensity of how I take the unemotions out of business. Yeah. And that's a boundary I set years ago. And it was a protective boundary I got from years of corporate like working with high level people, when you sit in a boardroom, you can't fucking melt down. Yeah. Well, the cool thing about, and I love watching you coach Kristen. Um, and for those of you guys who have never done a call with Kristen, the cool thing about that ability, it's like your superhero power is imagine having that laser focus and that drive focused on just your business and you and your business. Like Kristen has a way of getting in there and just being like, <laughs> no motion. You're just like, she just moves forward and passes all the shit and doesn't waste any time. Yeah. She's hung up anywhere, which is amazing. And again, this is, I'm circling it back around not to make this about me, but when people have that lack of boundaries, sometimes it's perceived as I'm a hard ass or I don't care or whatever. So that's just, that's just the way I operate. But that to me is that's one of my boundaries is I'm not emotional I when it comes to business. So anyway, I just want to put that, the truth, my truth in advertising, by the way, is that you I'm- know, I've got, and I've got one last, I've actually got one last thought on this topic too, before we jet, because we're going yep. too soon, because I have to yep. pee really bad. Um, <laughs> is somebody asked me recently, I think it was Emily. She's like, well, when do you believe or not believe clients when we, when you know somebody's like giving you bullshit or you feel like it? And she's like, when do you believe people and not believe people? And I looked at her and I was like, never, never. never believe people. Yeah. Never. Um, even if for those of you guys who are like, oh, but you know, I'm a good student. Yes. And, you know, you might tell me, hey, well, I'm consistently dialing or I'm doing this or I'm doing that or I'm, you know, implementing this thing. And when we get you in and we actually see what you're doing, you might not even be aware that you're giving us false information. Yep. So, so my point is, it's like in sales and boundary setting, don't believe people, just help them to decision. If they're giving you a line of whatever, yep. if you invest into everything that they're telling you as being absolute fact, your decision-making and helping them is going to fucking suck. And your boundaries are naturally going to suck because you're going to be, you know, doing the limbo around their bullshit already, right? Out of the mm -hmm. So yep. yeah, don't like, just get in there and do your work. Don't necessarily buy into anything. Listen, active listen, yep. you know, have a good process. But at the end of the day, you're just, you're in there doing, doing a job. You yep. should be not emotional. You invest, you get emotional and, you know, invest into the, you know, if you, you feel like they're feeding you bullshit, that's what yeah. 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 All right. We're going to wrap this up. So right. boundaries, boundaries, Bye. boundaries, sales, sales. Bye. Hey there. Thank you for listening to another badass episode of mind your own dog business. If you haven't already subscribed, what are you waiting for? Oh my God go and subscribe now so you don't miss out on any of our content-packed dog business jam sessions plus special offers that I'm going to only be sharing with my amazing dog business entrepreneurial podcast listeners. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave a five-star kick-ass review so more amazing dog business owners just like yourself can find us and start to transform and disrupt their businesses and their lives unapologetically. And if you feel so inclined, feel free to tag me on Instagram with a screenshot of this episode and holler at your girl. 
I'm at dogwalkercoach. You can find me, dogwalkercoach, and I'll pop up and I'll give you a special shout out. All right, guys, till next time. Bye.